downtown. Roberts, Montana. Roberts, Montana. Yeah. So, uh, how are you doing today? I am just great. How about you? I'm doing really good. Yeah. So uh, we just had a good, a good breakfast here. Uh, Case cooking is one of a kind. Always has been for the last 15 years I've been here. So uh, it was really good. I was uh, really impressed. So uh, no, it's been a really cool little place. Mm -hmm. I uh, never been here before. It's got a ton of atmosphere. Getting you out of your comfort zone, and definitely. Yes, definitely, <laughs> definitely. So. And everybody who walks through the door, you know them. Most of them, yeah. Because you grew up here, I hear. Been here for a long time, and uh, my folks have owned a little Y-Stop store since we moved here in 2005, and um, just kind of got to know a lot of the community from working out of that store for my entire high school career and into college as well. Wow. Yeah. That's funny, because when I, I was... Uh, I, I'm kind of repeating myself here to you, but I wanted to put this on this recording that I was on my way here, and I wanted to make sure I got some batteries, so I stop at this, I'm cruising along, and I see this little, this little convenience store, and I'm like, oh, good, I need some batteries, I'll swing in here, and I, I go in there, and I, I'm like, hey, can, do you have any AA batteries, and they'll, Ladies, she's like, oh yeah, I think we might have some on this little rack over here. I'm like, oh, perfect, there they are. I'm like, yeah, you know, I got these other batteries. I don't know that I trust them all really well. And, you know, I gotta put them in this little recording device and um, I just don't want them to die on me. I'm just telling her way too much information, right. which is what I usually do. Yeah. And she's like, oh, so you're heading to the restaurant. And I said, <laughs> uh, I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, and you're Milo? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. To this town She's that you've like, never mm -hmm. been in before. Yeah. She already knows your name. Right. She's yep. like, mm-hmm. I'm like, mm -hmm. uh-huh. Okay, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. So she already knew about me, and I've never been over here. Right. So that would be my, my Miss Joyce. She is wonderful. The yeah. toughest nails. Holy cow. She is a tough lady. Wow. She's awesome. And uh, anyway, yeah, I went and visited with her while I was waiting on you. Just chilling out, enjoying myself. Yeah, and that's what yeah. she said. All of a sudden, I was like, oh, so do you, I mean, you know Angela? She's like, yeah. She's like, her mom, like, owns this place. I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh, okay, so. Family business. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a good start to our day. To yeah. getting to know you is knowing that you guys own half this town. Well, it's like a little. Basically. Maybe a quarter. <laughs> And it's a little quarter. So there's the school, there's here, there's the store, and then there's the bars. One fifth. You the one okay, fifth. dad works at the post office too, so maybe oh. there's a little bit there. Oh, yeah. right on. So how long yeah. have you guys been here then? So we moved here July of 2015. Ah. Yep. Or no, sorry, 2005. Yeah, let me restate that again. So we moved here July 2005. Oh, see, and when you said 2015, I heard 2005. I right. was already like... Yeah, it's already been 15 years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, almost. Anyway. Well, that is getting crazy. There. So you did kind of basically grew up here. Yeah. Where were you before that then? Um, I was born in Atlanta, Georgia. And um, we so lived So it seems in... to be a theme of mine that I'm doing the southern yeah, theme. I talked southern to people. Allen next last week. Out of Louisiana. Yeah. Louisiana, yep. now we're covering Georgia. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So do you, uh, do you, like, when you moved here, though, was it hard for you at that age? Um, a little bit. I had already kind of figured out who I was, and I was growing into that, and I had a really good connection with a lot of the people that I had been in school with since second grade down in Georgia. 
and I was at a private school, kind of, you know, kept with the same people all the way up, and I was in the biggest class that school had at the time, which was 99 kids, mm. and, um, which is small for Georgia, but right. big for around here. Oh, yeah. Um, but it was a little bit of a culture shock, for sure. Um, was it hard to, here. like, fit in at the very beginning? Like, I know I moved to this town, or this area, right. I should say, when my kids were just going into high school. I had one in elementary, one in middle school, one in high school. Mm -hmm. And each of them it, it had way different experiences going into these different schools, uh, different age levels. Right. Um, being 15... Moving in here, coming was that into hard. Was it clickish? Was it? Or you know, it Roberts well is small enough. I was in a class of thirteen kids, oh, wow. and you were all kind of individuals. Like there may have been like two that kind of clung together, or three that kind of clung together a little more. Right. But otherwise, we were all kind of our own individual in a way. I would imagine so. being that small, yeah, it's like you. There's nowhere to hide. Yeah, you can't just really exclude you from things exactly. because it's pretty obvious when. Yep. 10% of the class is being excluded. Definitely. Well, and so. I came from a different curriculum too. So um, down south, I had already done a few different classes that some of the upperclassmen, some of the lower classmen hadn't already had. So my uh. very first year, I bounced around from a freshman class, my classes as a sophomore, and some of the junior classes because mm -hmm. I had already had certain curriculum that they hadn't gotten to yet, or vice versa. Uh. So um, that was kind of nice to be able to be in the different classes as well and not just in my grade. Um, so I got to know a lot more people quicker right. and I mean I made some really great friends that way as well um, right. because only three years to get to know everybody that was going to be a little harder yeah. but um, yeah it, it turned out really really well oh, really helped cool. me get through. So. That's cool. Yeah. So I never looked back on that like, like, man, I wish we didn't come here. No, goodness, no. I know my kids have told me, they're like, man, we're so happy that we moved here and we're like happy that you took us, like we've been to a lot of towns, a lot of areas around here, right. um, traveling from, for sports, things like that. And they've, mm -hmm. all, they've all said that they were happy and didn't look back on that, like, oh, I wish we hadn't done that. So I'm sure your parents probably, were they kind of... At first... Um, well, I guess we really didn't talk about it at first a whole lot. It wasn't until probably my first year of college that mom looked at me and said, you know, have you ever regretted moving to Montana? Have you ever regretted leaving everything that we had? And I think it may have been a little more difficult for her because she left a lot of family and dad did too. I mean, I am an eighth generation Georgian. My family has been there for forever, like over a century. So um, that, the history, I think is the hardest thing that we left and a little bit of family, but at the same time, like, this has been an adventure, and I, <laughs> I love it. I it is fantastic. I fit in here more than I ever did down south. I mean, I was already hunting with my parents. Like, the second I was able to sit in a tree stand and be quiet, I was in a tree stand with my mom or my dad, wow. and hunting with them. I was out racing and riding four-wheelers, going to the gun range, going to the gun club, hunting and, and running and, and doing, and I would wear hiking boots to school because that yeah. was a brown shoe. Right. Like, I wasn't comfortable in, you know, heels and stuff like that. I mean, at work, I will be because right. that's just the persona I have at work. Right. Um, but I am full through country girl, and this yeah, is yeah. what I was meant to do and be, and this is home. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's great. Definitely. Well, I, I definitely, I've, you know, been... 
Uh, you know, we've known a little bit of it about each other and things like that, but I've gone through like some of your social media and it is um, it's full of like you, you walk the walk, talk the talk, the whole nine yards of the, of the outdoorsy Montana and that is for sure. I see a lot of, I see a lot of stuff, I've seen a lot of stuff on there that, um, you know, like, gosh, just couple of days ago you put out a picture of you were like well I needed some gunpowder therapy and, it's, <laughs> and I, I know how cold it was this week right record low temperatures this mm, week right and yet uh, back there on the table there's a big old rifle sitting there <laughs> and you, yep. you look all happy and it's, you look cold but it it was chilly for sure um, out there I was out there no matter what I just I needed that release I needed to just go out and shoot some rounds and hit the gong a few times and just, you know, feel better about myself. So it's either that or the gym or, you know, just just hanging out at home. But I yeah. like to go out there and do that and I just feel 100% better after I can do it. Whether we have to bust through snowdrifts three times to get down into the, to the gun range. Yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, it, we were in the pickup because I asked my husband, John, I was like, hey, should we, uh, we just take the Subi? It's still warmed yeah, up yeah. and everything. He's like, no, I left the pickup out for a reason. I'm like, really? Well, I know he had a little trouble the other day getting right. in there, but I was like, oh, by now it'll be fine. Yeah, no. Thank God we took the pickup. Yeah. Yeah, it was super fun. But otherwise, went out there, had the, the new 308, the new 223, went out there and, and played with them for a little bit, got some rounds in, and took my Glocks out as well and practiced with them. And yeah. what, what do you think? How cold was it out there? Oh, it was below... 10 degrees e easily because yeah, it, yeah. so it was the afternoon then yeah it was right okay. after work i got off an hour early so i still had some daylight so it was probably okay. about 5 15 5 30 we were out there and i know it was bitter cold but wow hey but, but after, some, at that point yeah. once it's above zero you're like oh it's not bad out here right so right it, it was pretty nice long, it's been a long cold winter, it has so. unfortunately yeah the last two weeks in the negatives and negative 20 sometimes yeah we've mm -hmm. all been pretty cold but hey wow. today was like 19 i think when they got up Oh, I know. It's like t-shirt yeah, weather. Right it's now. gorgeous outside. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's feeling really good out there. Mm -hmm. It's been a hard week. Um, I would. I want to. I want to come way back to the to the gun stuff here in a minute. But right. um, I just want to bounce to you. Where where when you graduated high school, where did you end up going off to college? I mean, you mentioned that to me earlier. Right. Um, I decided to just go and do my general studies, um, uh -huh. and I found kind of the cheapest way to do it was go to Northwest College in Powell. Okay. Um, so I was there for two years in Powell, Wyoming, um, and that was Did fun. anything jump out at you there? Like you were like, well, I'm, I want to do this or I'm interested in this? Or, A little or bit. Or you just more or less like just going there, having the experience, and... My just biggest thing was I need to get my general studies done so that then I can figure out what I want to do. And in doing that, you know, I got to do a little bit of stuff. I got to see, you know, welding, veterinary, hospital stuff, um, and the business, accounting, geography. I mean, there are so many things that I was interested in. I mean, I even took two classes on ancient uh, Rome and Greek history right. because I'm history and geography and all of that. Like, that kind of niche is what I love. Mm -hmm. But 
then I found out that I am just really great with numbers too. So the accounting and the business side just came oh. to me naturally. And I think the Y stuff helped with that. And just, oh, yeah. I mean, I was in like AP math as well when I was in Roberts. That was like the first things that one of our teachers was really, really awesome. And I really loved him. Um, he was an awesome math teacher. Some people didn't like him because he was an old Navy sailor and he was tough. But um, I loved that about him. And um, anyway, he found just like five of us out of you know only 40 kids in the high school yeah. that were interested in higher studies and math and whatnot right. and one of them is like my best friend who I consider my sister too and, um, but either way we the, found my niche that way so I like numbers and in between college um, Altiana offers a program um, for summer help and we do it every year um, we want students that are in their first year of college to come and work for us for the mm -hmm. summer, for the winter months, whenever they're out of college, to um, you know just kind of get their foot in the door, get their foot in the workplace, and um, it's really really awesome program, and that's how I got my start. So it was oh. really nice to kind of be in the workplace, but not know that it's permanent. Right. So then I went back to college um, for finished my last year, and. Altana was hiring again for some summer help, some full-time positions. I put my foot in the door and said, you know, hey, I want to start this up. They're like, but it's not summer help that we need. We need full-time position. I'm like, I'm ready. Let's go. I'm out of yeah. college. Let's do this. And right. started as a teller, and I have worked my way all the way up to a loan officer. Oh, so. that's, that's, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's got to be a good way to start it. I mean, that's a easy, like, not easy, but it's a good, like, foot in the door. Definitely. And you can kind of go anywhere with it, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, it's a good opportunity to uh, then turn that into a full-time gig there. Seems like a really nice place to work. I've been in there a few times, but it's uh, yeah, it's seems wonderful. Like yeah, and to watch the company grow like, like it has, um, especially compared to other banking industries around other institutions, um, I really love the direction we're going, and uh, it's definitely been a great company to work for. Uh, do you, is there, like, I don't know, like, I used to actually work for an armored truck company. And like Garda? In, yeah, like yeah. In, in Las Vegas, I was a vault supervisor in an armored truck company. And uh, we, like, we it was weird, like, how much, like, things would go on at banks and credit unions that never made the news. I mean, do you guys have, the whole time you've been at Altana, have you had any shady characters come in there or something go on where you're just like... Well, that's one thing that we really stress is security. I mean, the minute you have someone hit that door, you're going to be saying, hey, how are you? You know, wave, like get their attention, make them know that they've been noticed. Right, make an eye contact with them. Yeah. Did they actually talk to you about that kind of stuff? Absolutely. Oh, wow. Yeah, security is a huge thing. Great. And that's definitely something that has been ingrained in us since day one. Really? Um, absolutely. Well, and in my life, too, it's just second nature. Um, I mean, I'm almost always well, packing. Now that, I know what I, yeah, well, now that I know what I know about you, I'm definitely going to pass up that place right. when I decide to go yeah. knock over something. Good idea. Yeah. Good idea. Jeez. Yeah. Even though I can't carry at work, which kind of Right. But really you'll be like, be, I'll be right back. Right. You, you hold that bag. I will be right back. <laughs> you won't be going very far. No. <laughs> I wish I could do it that way, but we have been trained differently, unfortunately. Give them what they want, run away, whatever. I know. They did the same thing with us at the armored truck company. They yeah. were always like, 
They don't want confrontation. No, they don't want liability issues. They, right. You know, they don't want you to put you in danger. Yeah. So you want to, like, stop something it's, bad from happening. and. Right. But well, and I don't want to see any of my coworkers. I don't want to see anything happen to them. Yeah. I mean, I love all the people that I work with tremendously. Right, right. And, like, if I'm going to put them in jeopardy for any reason, if I can just hang back in the shadows and just be and wait to lock that door till he's out of there, in a heartbeat, I'm going to do whatever I can to help him. So. It could be a she. Or she, yeah. Hey. He or she. Whatever. Yeah. I think the percentage is a little higher for those he's, but... Oh, whatever. <laughs> we always get the bad rap. It happens. <laughs> um... Yeah, we had all kinds of stories. Like we would, I'd be in the vault, and somebody would call and be like, "Well, I just pulled up to this bank, and it is uh, there's tape everywhere, there's cops everywhere, and uh, can you call them, and make sure that we can leave and go on to the next one?" And and we would call them and be like, they'd be like, "Yeah, we just got robbed, so tell them to come back tomorrow." Oh, fun. Okay, so then I'd go home and I would um, I would tell my wife I'd be like, "Hey." these Northwestern such and such has just got robbed today. Like, it's going to be on right. the news tonight. I'd, and it would never hit the news. Yeah. I was surprised how many things like yeah. that don't hit the news. And I didn't know if that was because it just wasn't newsworthy or did Las Vegas try to, like, kind of I only half report things. most of those kind of banking things kind of stay to the wayside. And they don't want things like that to get out because that'll hurt a reputation for an institution in a heartbeat, uh, too. Okay. But, yeah, sense. it's not very often that, I mean, we'll get, you know, some kind of security information about things that are happening in the area. But that's all it ever comes out to be. I mean, I don't think um, we ever see anything in the news about it. Do you... Um, well, they also say that, well, like in the armor truck industry, it's like seven out of ten robberies come from within. Yeah. So are you guys like, uh, while you're at work, are you like checking, you know, corner of your eye? Corner <laughs> of your eye. Are you guys like, you know, like uh, everybody like keeping an eye on each other? and? You know, really, after working in the call center too, the only kind of thing that I'm I've trying to ever, make some adventure out of this Right, small right. It, would be, it would be kind of funny to, or kind of kind of crazy, I should say. So you guys haven't but, like all sat around and like planned out like a, hey, in a whole different universe, like what if like we all disappeared? Right. Bahamas or someplace? That would be hilarious. You haven't had but that I think, with oh, your absolutely. Yeah. You have, I mean, like, you well, every month we have to get together and count uh, every single piece of cash in the credit union. And I mean, Carrie and I will sit back there and we're like, dude, you realize how much is sitting in front of us? Like, this is crazy. Like, what can we do with this? I mean, yeah, it's kind of fun to think about, you know, how much you actually have there. But then at the same time, it's kind of just like a tool. Right. I really don't it see cash. It becomes a product. Yeah, when I see yeah, it, right. I don't really see cash money. I right. see just a product. I see just a tool for, you know, getting my job done and yeah, yeah. getting it in and out. And right. yeah, it, so it kind of loses its... It's um, totally lost everything. I mean, yeah. the amount of hundreds I've counted, I couldn't tell you how many hundreds of thousands of possibly millions that I've counted right, right. throughout my nine years, eight years. Yeah. And it just, it's just a tool. Well, I bring that up because this armor truck company I was working at, we would literally like pass the hours at night. We were the, the night crew that would come in late afternoon and work till midnight and we would have to take accountability. Like all the routes would drive out all over Vegas and they would bring it back to us and we would we would take these sealed bags of cash. They could be just checks. They could be huge big bags of cash from right. casinos and all over Vegas. 
and they need to go to the bank the next day. So we would put them, we would take accountability for them and then route them for the next day, like go around. And they literally had shopping baskets in this huge big vault with the wheels taken off. So you could, so they would just sit there. Yep. And, um, and we would, yeah, we would say, okay, I came in on this, needs to go to this bank tomorrow. So that at any given time there was, oh, I don't know, it was an insane amount of money. There was, there was probably, there was 20-something million in there right. or so, you know. And, yeah. And, um, yeah, so our pastime, once we would get done balancing the ball, get done, we would literally all sit around and be like, geez, what could we do with this? Like, right. how, like And then it, I think it started off, like, innocent enough. Like, it is, yeah. You know, these cameras in here are a joke. Like, they're not covering <laughs> this. They're not. You start yeah. pointing out you some You notice faults. the little places that aren't covered with a camera and whatnot. Yeah, and yeah. Was, we started talking about it. And it was, like, me and these two uh, two older guys that were both, like, semi-retired or whatever you want to call it. I'm the young guy, and uh, we were, like... Well, if you were gonna do it, you would, you know, you'd have to do it like this, and then we'll, then that would lead to the next thing. And next thing you know, it's 45 minutes later, and we're like trying to find a non-extradition country, and all of a sudden one of them is like Belize. It's non-extradition country. The uh, currency is the dollar, and the language is English. Right. What? Perfect. You know, and then all of a sudden the other guy's like, we could take a boat. Right. I grew up on my dad's boat in Hawaii, fishing boat. There you go. We could just take it from California. And go Find to, your resources. Oh, my gosh. Before you know it, we're like, we have to stop talking about this because we're all going to jail right. if somebody overhears us. Exactly. Yeah. It's fun and games. It really is. Yeah. I mean, it's never, like, intentional. It's never, like, you know, it's really going to happen. Nobody has the cojones to oh, do yeah. it. So, right. yeah. Right. But it is fun to, to dream sometimes like that. Yeah. We... Um, now that I'm admitting some stuff, right. we, we, I even went so far as to be like, I wonder how much money is like in here on, like, what do you think would be the biggest, like, what day of the year would you do that on? You know? And what we figured out was we would do it on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving because there's a lot of banks that need to get change orders out to the businesses. Not that I'm giving anybody an idea here. Right. But that anyway. Would be bad. <laughs> um, and so we were like, you know what? The only days of the year that this place is closed is on Thanksgiving and Christmas Day. Right. So, yeah, we were like, I wonder how much money is in this vault on that Wednesday night before Thanksgiving because Black on Friday, Friday, Black Friday yep. is coming up. There's a lot of change orders going out to businesses for Friday, and there's a lot of places on Wednesday that before the holiday they are making sure they don't have so much cash on hand, and that's all going to the bank. So we, I went upstairs and looked in the vault record from uh, the year before, and there was like 44 million in there. That holy biscuits! I know, right? Yeah. So then we were like, what's the record? And, uh, oh, that would be crazy. And I was, uh, yeah, I watched some documentary on a guy who had robbed our same company and who was in jail oh, in lovely. somewhere like Georgia or someplace. Right. And they were doing a thing on him, and the record was only like $17 million or something. So, of a, of a daylight bank robbery. Right. Or a vault robbery. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, we were like, wow, we could set a record here. Mm -hmm. That means that gives us even more of a reason to, to do this. You right. Know? But no, we, we would never do yeah, that. Yeah, that's just too much. So, yeah. yeah, I always wondered on the other end of it, what is it like working at those banks or 
credit unions where uh, you're having to... It is. It's just a... It comes to be just a tool. I mean, you don't yeah. even think about it. I mean, carrying cash in my wallet now, I'm like, there's, I don't get anything out of it. Yeah. I break 100 and I'm like, okay, just more to carry around now. Right, but, right. yeah, it really doesn't mean a whole lot. I know, it's yeah. weird how it gets like that. We'd be eating Chinese and sitting on a stack of be like eight million dollars in this car. We'd be like, right. it's all sealed and stacked in clear plastic bags. But mm -hmm. you would just like be sitting there eating Chinese, and you'd be like, meh. That's weird. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's definitely become that way. Huh. For sure. Well, working as a loan officer in this town, boy, you, should, you probably get to meet everybody, huh? It's really nice getting to know people like I do. Um, right. Then I can really figure out what fits best for them, how to better benefit them financially, um, from a loan perspective as well, what fits in their budget. I mean, that is kind of what I enjoy the most, is helping people achieve the best financial growth they can. Um, whether they're looking for interest rates um, to grow their portfolio, whether they are looking for a loan with the, the lowest rate, maybe the, the best payment, or they're not really concerned about rate and they just want to find what fits in their budget. I mean, yeah. it's when it comes down to that number crunching or they come into a, a rough spot um, that, you know, hey, I need like 14 grand. Like I'm in a tight spot and this is, you know, life or death in a way to them. And I mean, you mess with someone's finances, that's their livelihood. Oh yeah, of course. And you can, really ruin someone's day by not being able to do a loan for them or right. you can like make you know someone who has median credit or less than that and be like you know hey you have let's let's get you some funds let's get yeah, you a new yeah. vehicle and they're like oh well i can only spend like two grand and that's all i feel like i can afford and be like all right well let me crunch the numbers let me see what actually works in your budget and when i come back to them be just like hey if you want to stick with like this 200 dollars payment right you realize what your credit actually does look like and i can make this happen to where let's get you a nicer vehicle a little less miles let's spend 10 grand put you out to five years and you just bring your direct deposit to me. We'll make sure that you get your payment made every month and it's done. You're good to go. And they look at me like I just conquered the world for them. I'm sure. Like, you just did what for me? Like, yeah. this is all I have to do? I'm like, yeah, yeah this is it. Like, it those are the moments that, like, make your day and just fill your heart. And I love it. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Yeah. That's got to be a rush to be able to, like, kind of figure that out for somebody because I know. I you know, been there a lot where you're just like trying to make ends meet and finances is the toughest thing it it's can the thing be. that just brings can bring so much stress Big so uh, to figure that out for people that's got to be pretty re rewarding absolutely how did you become involved with Subaru so um I'll kind of start you at the beginning I driving to what? Columbus every day right right okay. in my little front-wheel drive Ford Fusion Okay. Which was my dream car since high school. We're going to probably have to cut this part, aren't we? Because Randy Allen is going to be like, uh, oh, I know she didn't go there. Well, he, he knows that I love my Fords, and I right. always have. And I've, okay. I'm a Ford girl through and through. But right. Um, right. I needed something a little more. Okay. And it was literally torn between a Ford Escape and a Subaru. Because okay. they both had clearance. They both had all-wheel drive. And for the mileage for you know all of these different things that i had to figure out between the two vehicles right. subaru came in winning 
Okay. And um, fair enough. Yeah, my husband really loved it. Um, he was kind of down for it. I think he just liked the wheels, truly. Ah, yeah, because they they're nice. kind of pretty. Oh, yeah. they're really nice. Uh, I know. Yeah. So um, the Subaru won, um, and from there on out, I was like, oh. Subaru. All right. I have to drive a Subaru. And I was like, oh, I do not want to trade in my Fusion. Like, I love my Fusion. There's nothing wrong with it. Still gets me from point A to point B. Not as safely. Not on that back road. Right. And um, I'm really glad I've had it, actually, because it has won me over like crazy. Wow. Um, but anyway, so the Subaru came in and I'm like, well, it's still a blue oval. Right. Like Ford. So right. that makes me happy. But, um, kind of started following a few groups on Facebook, um, a few things on Instagram, and saw that people were applying to be Subaru ambassadors. And um, they were writing into Subaru of America saying how much they enjoyed their vehicles and how much they liked them. So I tried that first and they sent me like a $400 like nice travel bag. Leather, wow. had the Subaru emblem on it. Like, thank you for loving your Subaru and, you know, share the love and love right. is what makes a Subaru a Subaru, that kind of thing. Right. Um, it was kind of cool. I'm like, that's yeah. just some amazing customer service. Like that right. is what I want to strive to do. And I try to at work all the time. So yeah. that kind of caught my interest a lot. So I got to reading about this Subaru Ambassador stuff and um, you just fill out an application online. Subaru ends up emailing you if you... Do you have to like write an essay? Or yeah, you kind of had to. Um, it was interesting, but the first little application was just, you know, yes, no, this is who I am, this is where I live, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, two or three months later, they sent me a application, which is where the essay stuff came in. So there was like five or six paragraphs that I had to answer about who I was, what kind of savior I had, what I enjoyed, um, you know, details. Were you like, like stressed about like, it? I'd be a like, little bit. Essay. Oh my gosh, I gotta but check punctuation. You know, the English grammar. major side of me oh, from okay. my grandmother, Right. that it, I um, rolled with it. Okay. Yeah, pretty easy. I would have been all kinds of stressed. <laughs> like, that would have taken me forever to write. Also had an English teacher that like five paragraph essays was like a weekly thing. Uh, Almost daily. Yeah. Uh, Schoonover. So some flashbacks. He was awesome. Yeah. Uh, but um, either way, got that said and done. It was about maybe three or four months later. Some people wait even a year wow. and uh, I got an acceptance letter. Oh, cool. Sweet. You're now a Subaru ambassador. Read the manual. This is what's going on. You know, you are a, a brand ambassador pretty much. Um, to help market for Subaru and be... Did you go to work and you're like, look, I'm an ambassador now, so... <laughs> the girls think I'm crazy. They right. do, yeah. They're like, you are just, you and your Subaru, you need kids so that you can, like, focus on something other than your car. I would, like, I would be like, no, you will, you will now refer to me as Madam Ambassador. <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. I mean, I, I do get a little eccentric sometimes. I'll okay. give them that. Well, you gotta follow that. Yeah, I, mean, I I do get a little crazy, and and but I have never enjoyed driving a vehicle as much as I do that flipping Subaru. Huh. It's crazy, and I just 
I don't know. Yeah. I've, always, good. I've always I mean, loved vehicles, That too. means you're passionate about stuff. You get passionate yeah. about stuff. It's better to get passionate, I say. Absolutely. Get passionate about it. And that's what Subaru wants. They want passionate enthusiasts who aren't, like, not so much sponsored, but they don't work for the brand. I'm not a salesman by right. any means. I don't right. work for Subaru. Right. I am merely there to like encourage and meet other people who enjoy their rigs, who enjoy driving and doing what they do with their vehicles, whether it's rallying them, you know, low profile tires and squatting them down and yeah. whatever it is. I don't care how you use your Subaru and how you enjoy it. I just love the fact that we have a passion and yeah. whether it's Fords, Chevys, GMCs, Dodges, I don't care. You have a passion for something, show it off, enjoy it. You know, whether it is the Subaru or not, I mean, it's still a passion and it's supposed to be expressed somehow. And so that's what I love is being able to express my passion for vehicles. I mean, I've always loved every single rig that I've driven, whether it was like my very first half ton 76 Ford that everyone in this town remembers because it was a beautiful pickup and I loved it. And I, I still like, I have to have one again one of these days, just like a Mustang. I have to have a Mustang again one of these days. But um, that pickup, this whole town will remember when I rolled it. Oh, yeah. yeah, right before college, unfortunately. I mean, and I cried. I still cry about that pickup. Oh, man, it was beautiful, and I loved it, and so many memories with it, even though I had it for Did just it a few a short years. Did you name your vehicle? This came from my, my best friend, who I consider my sister. She called it the rolling turd, because it was shit brown. Sorry. It was brown. It had cream racing stripes, but boy, that thing sounded great, and it was the rolling turd or the old man. Brown and cream, that's a, yeah. that's a combo. That's it was a beautiful, combo. beautiful pickup. Um, but it was it was show-worthy, for sure. Nice. Yeah, but um, coming home from work one day, and I just really wasn't paying attention to that back road, and I didn't know it that well, and I started to fishtail and was trying to bring it back, but my side, one of my tires found the ditch, and it oh, velocity sent man. me over. I drove it home, though. Wow. It did. Yep. Were you like, oh, you buckled in? No. And you drove it home? Yes. Were you throw, getting thrown around all over in there? Um, I only rolled once. So it was wow. just a full roll. And wow. um, had to change a tire out on it. Um, take the front stabilizer, the steering stabilizer off, because it was bent. And um, didn't have a windshield <laughs> after that. Um, just put my, my four-wheeler glasses on. Nice. Um, my shotgun came out of the rack in the window and <laughs> hit me in the back of the head. So I know I had a goose egg on the back of my head. Um, my knee There's had... a lot of high school girls that crazy. their shotgun comes loose. And, oh, right. You know, you got to make sure that's strapped down. Yeah. Dang. I learned better after that. <laughs> oh, <my gosh. laughs> um, I had I'd hit the, the shifter on the floor for the four-wheel drive on my knee, and that had massive bruise there on the side. But oh, man. A little bruised and beaten. But Was it like a, you went home, then went back for the truck? And no. Drove it home? Like, um, or you, like, literally came to a, a stop I and called you were my like boss. crap and then you, you just like it was started like started back up and drove home it was a surreal moment so I felt the spin and I had fishtailed so many times just for fun in that truck like I knew I was gonna gas it bring it back around out of the spin and I just couldn't do it fast enough and that ditch caught me and I just felt it I'm like, oh crap and I grabbed that steering wheel with everything I had and it's one of those thin little steering wheels and um, I just remember holding it as tight as I could trying to stay in place and I was tensed up and I felt my legs kind of flop around and I just closed my eyes and I'm like 
and it came to a stop and I felt all the dust just and and hit all around me and I didn't want to open my eyes because I was like this is my baby I was terrified and uh, it was the passenger side that got hurt the worst because my side just kind of cleared the road and it slammed down on the passenger side the passenger sides kind of caved in a little bit the box is a little dented my toolbox stayed in the truck but it opened up so all my tools and stuff went everywhere my clothes and like extra I had to pack around everything because you never know what I get stuck yeah. in. Yeah, I mean, every um, girl's got a toolbox, I mean. Sure. <laughs> um, thankfully, I didn't have my dog with me that day because oh, yeah. he always rode in the back. Thankfully, I didn't have my four-wheeler in the back because it was summertime. Most of the time in the wintertime, I'd ride around with it for weight and in case I got stuck. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, it was definitely a, a hairy experience. But I, I finally <laughs> busted open my door, um, had to pull the handle and kick it open and um didn't have a windshield or i uh yeah didn't have the windshield the my driver's side window had been down because it was a summer day yeah, yeah. riding around with the window down the passenger window though was on the ground perfectly like it just like laid, it, just it, laid down, it down yeah because truck kept going truck the, kept going yeah the window just that looked there. crazy um but i i kind of went up the hill and, and walked away from it for a second and looked back and i just sat down on my butt and i just started bawling like wow. that's my baby like i just ruined my pickup yeah and just i was a mess but anyway finally found some cell service um because it was super sketchy out there getting service in and out I can and imagine. Um, yeah so i was kind of freaking out about it's that a little bit right now. yeah and um called my boss finally and said hey you know i just rolled my pickup just coming back from the ranch from cleaning stalls riding horses whatnot and uh we come help me and so she came out she grabbed me i came back to the ranch for a little bit and um kind of got my bearings again because i was shaking like leaf adrenaline's pumping through me and then i start to get a little sore and tender and i'm like all right gotta go back out there gotta go pick it up and, and i gotta get home and i couldn't get a hold of my parents because they were actually in a meeting in bridger yeah so um me, dumb kid, didn't know any better. I didn't know I had to call the cops to let them know that I had rolled my pickup and I had damaged property, which <laughs> none of the property was damaged. It was literally a back road that, right. no fence, no nothing, right. it was just open country. Right. And um, I didn't know any better. I had no clue I had to call the cops. So I got back to the Y stop and um, one of the old sheriffs was there. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, did you call the cops? And I'm like, well, I didn't hardly have any service to begin with. So, okay. no, well, you have to, I'm like, crap. <laughs> so finally called the cops. They're like, well, you left the scene. I'm like, I didn't know any better. I hardly yeah. had, a, I had enough service to call my boss to actually like help me out and get my tire off, get the, the stabilizer off and everything else. And anyway, long story short, got in trouble for that. See, that's the problem nowadays. <sighs> you know, you're like self-reliant. You got your truck out of there, you got right. it home, you took care of it. I didn't, yeah, if there was a fence broken, if there was something <laughs> else that was down, like I would have tried to contact whoever I could, get it figured out, get it fixed, whatnot. Right. Like, yeah, oops, yeah, big right. oops. So I learned that my stick, yeah, learned the hard way on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Unfortunately, but so you got your truck home and uh, uh, yeah, from there. How did, my, how did your parents take it? Once I finally got a hold of them, which was probably a good two or three hours later. Um, well, you're in one piece, aren't you? Yeah, I'm fine. Well, we'll take care of it when we get home. Ah, That's my dad. Take care of it when we get home. Well, it was all right. I, it sucks. 
and you can't do much about it. That's the scariest part is telling you, talking to your parents about it. And the way I grew up is, is, it was uh, definitely a strict home. Yeah. Um, my parents came from law enforcement backgrounds. Oh. In fact, they were firearms instructors for the state of Georgia. Um, and um, sure enough, there's my mom. But, Hi there. How are you doing? Yeah. I'm Milo. Hi, I'm Roxy. Nice to meet you. Did you get my message about Joyce? She has a burrito. You need to take her a burrito. Breakfast burrito. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing a podcast. Nice to meet you, though. Yeah. I'll see you later. Okay. I have your birthday present in the car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so they were both firearms instructors for the state of Georgia, and uh, mom was a deputy sheriff at one point. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, dad was head of security for a big power plant, ran the gun range, did a whole bunch of competitions for local law enforcement. So it was definitely a, a strict growing up, um, but it was fun. Um, I couldn't get away with anything. Oh, yeah. Never snuck out of the house unless I was staying at a friend's house and we snuck out of their house. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because you'd be afraid you'd get shot coming back in the door. Right. <laughs> right, I bet. Yeah. So, um, but it was good for me. I needed that structure at first. Yeah. For sure. Um, but moving out to Montana definitely got a little less strict, a little more lax. Yeah, and it was definitely awesome. Yeah, it's, but, that's um, good. That's, I mean, it's definitely a laid-back atmosphere here. So. For sure. For sure. Um, but yeah, coming back to have to face the fact of I just rolled my pickup and I just took care of everything. Yes, I'm in one piece. I am mortified that I rolled my pickup and oh, having to see my dad. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that was tough. <laughs> yeah. But since then, I mean, I've had Ford Explorer. I've had that was old Charlie. It was actually the old mail truck for Roberts. Oh, wow. Um, and it was the guy that owned it. His name was Charlie. And huh. he rode the mail route, and it was awesome. And I had Charlie with me all the time. It was wonderful. Um, got the Jeep after that. I love my Jeep. It was just like Alex's Jeep. Oh, really? In fact, it still runs the roads of Roberts. It still does the mail route with my dad. It was parked oh, outside wow. the Y-Stop. Um, <laughs> and that thing still, I think it has over 200,000 miles on it now. Wow. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I, coming as a, from the perspective of a dad, I know after Alex did, had her little ordeal, I know right. I was like just happy she was okay. So I'm sure that's where mm -hmm. your dad was coming from. Like definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I know as a I know as a teenager though, I was I know I had a couple of those where I'm like, oh geez, I don't want to have to tell him I did this, but I don't know. Parents usually come through at those moments and treat yeah. us how we want to be treated. They so. did, definitely. That's cool. It was it was tough getting through it for a little while, and um, there are still people who won't let me live down rolling that truck in this town. <laughs> yeah, wow. yeah, it's pretty hilarious, but it I get it relived all the time. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Yep. That's great. Yep. Um, so I want uh, there was something I had to I wanted to ask you about the Subaru then. Yeah. So once you got. Once you got accepted as a Subaru ambassador, did they hold like any kind of events or anything that you get to you get to go to or be a part of? Or? Every year, um, the Subaru dealerships do a Share the Love event, and it's normally right at the end of the year, which is actually when I bought my Crosstrek. Mm -hmm. um, and Share the Love event is something where Subaru and their ambassadors really like to get together and. Um, help sales and with every sale there's $500 donated to an organization of your choosing between like five or six different ones 
ASPCA, um, like Meals on Wheels, things to that effect. Oh, um, yeah. I was going to say, how do I get the big fat lunchbox on that Right. <laughs> um, nonprofits oh, normally is uh, what whatever. it's going towards. Yeah. I know National Park Foundation is the one that I donated to. Oh, that's a big one. I like yep, that. Yeah, definitely. Um, but otherwise, that's one of the bigger things. I mean, they have all sorts of events constantly going around the country. Boxer Fest, Winter Fest. Um, some of them in our area, most of them closer to like Seattle, Washington, um, Denver, Colorado. Um, there, I think there was one around Minneapolis, St. Paul this year. Um, I want to say it was two years ago they did one in Big Sky. Um, and that was right before I became an ambassador. Um, but I thought about going to it anyway because I was already kind of feeling the super share of the love. Right, right. <laughs> um, but so do you guys, you guys, like you and the other Subaru ambassadors in the area, you don't just get together on a Saturday and I'm say, trying. let's go cruising? I am trying right now. I um, see all these like uh, Corvette groups and right. clubs and uh, Jeep clubs and I don't right. know who all else driving through town. And uh, Yep. It's hard in Montana getting a group together because we're not all online um, and some of us are and some of us have our clicks already. So right. it's try trying right now to get... A Montana Subaru page built um, and that's what I'm doing on Facebook with another gal Bailey she's really awesome um, she's out of Butte and, um, that's, she and I have that's because I have a theory yeah that we are actually in 1997 it's pretty here. darn close I know people mm -hmm. that like don't have an email yeah. yet and I'm like, you don't have an email like right. I, I got friends that have like just finally got rid of their flip phones because they had to right. because there was no other options mm -hmm. so yes no my theory is we are which that's one of the reasons i moved here was well not that it was because it was stuck in 1997 but because yeah it's a little slower paced so there's good and bad with that so you yep. can't hardly get your Subaru friends together. I know, because it's, it's harder. You're like, oh, I would have to write them a letter. <laughs> Sometimes I feel that right. way. Yeah. yeah. But um, I guess really it's just getting everyone in that niche to a certain point. I mean, and we're all already a part of different things in our lives. And it's getting the word out there that, hey, I've created this 406 Subies page on Facebook. You know, all these Subaru enthusiasts join it so that we can plan groups and we yeah. can plan meets. And I mean, it'd just be awesome to get together. And Subaru, in that case, if you can make something like that happen, and I can write to them, they're gonna send me more goodies to give out, more nice. things, more more giveaways, all sorts of, um, you know, just paraf Subaru paraphernalia. Yeah. Um, they will gladly help sponsor events if you can find a non-for-profit that's going to be doing something, um, especially um, like the things we have going on in Columbus. If I can really get involved in something like that, Subaru could possibly even sponsor events. Mm. Um, and it just depends. If it's something that's up their alley, um, in a heartbeat, I bet they could donate some funds or do something to to help. Yeah. Well, I, hey, everybody around here is always down with a good poker run, so I'm just mm -hmm. picturing a bunch of rough Subaru owners piling into the bars <laughs> one after another. Well, all right, let's go. Right. Right. Well, right. right. it's a different demographic for sure <laughs> of some Subaru owners opposed to like myself. Who's sometimes just like the ski and gun junkie, right. um, opposed to like we have some really terrible um, like 
people who you think are these gangsters and like hip kids who think they're all cool and right, like right. everybody vapes they a loud and pipe on there right and, you know. uh, ricers yeah there you go ricer. it, yeah there's all sorts of little demographics <laughs> that people think we are all are or um there's always ricers. been the thing about like subarus always always lesbians drove subarus and like alex you know, told me that one recently really yeah that's been going they were called lesbaroos <laughs> yeah <laughs> like no this is way. great yeah 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 that's what yeah. You, that's you just need a page that says that on there right yeah right that would we, gain some traction totally i mean and there are plenty of different demographic people i mean even myself who drive subarus same thing with forts same thing with chevys same thing with dodge like seriously yeah right we're all different yeah but there's definitely a demographic and a, an idea of a subaru driver that you get of flat bill hats and sideways vaping and yeah there's just that's <laughs> yeah that's what you think of ricer kids now's now that's what i'm gonna think of no don't think of that <laughs> yeah. please don't <laughs> like i'll probably leave some comments on your social media now about being a ricer you do and i'll delete them I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, if you do notice that I may have cut out the exhaust in my car so you can actually hear the boxer engine now, but not a lot of people notice because it's still just a little four cylinder. <laughs> it's just a little guy, but it makes me happy. It looks really hardcore. She's pretty awesome. So last Thursday when we got that massive snowstorm, yeah, um, I was literally pushing her to the limits because the Carbon County side of the Jolly at Columbus back road um, had not been plowed. And that upper top little flat area, when you gain a bunch of elevation, that thing gets drifted over like nobody's oh, business. Um, and normally that side is plowed before Stillwater County, but this year, you know what? Stillwater County had already plowed and I was so happy to see that. Wow. Um, they made my day, but um, I wasn't too happy. And when I got up on top, I was busting through drifts that were going over my hood. Jeez. And Subaru, the traction control is going off. And I'm like, oh, man, this is not going to be good. I call Carrie and I'm like, dude, if I get stuck, you better be ready to rumble. She's like, I am. I'm like, and I might turn around because this is bad. <laughs> and um, she just kept trucking, though. I could not believe how well that car handled. Wow. It's just one of, another one of those moments where it's like, whoa, deciding factor. I chose right for the Subaru. Yeah. And, and John won. Like, he won me over. He's sometimes like, really? I cannot believe you got the Subaru and now you're all in love with it. And sometimes I regret it because you're all Subaru now. And I'm like, I can't help it. I'm sorry. <laughs> You've created a monster. <laughs> There's somebody else in our relationship. Right? Like, this is the one thing that comes between us other than the dogs. <laughs> when we go out, it's, it's you, me, and that Subaru. And that Subaru, yeah. He's yeah. like, you always want to drive your car. And I'm like, because it's reliable and I love it. Duh. Yeah. Well, there you go. I know. I'd be like, fine, you can drive. Yeah. I'm all about that. I'm just like, yeah. eh, you want to drive? Put more miles on your car. Yeah. Always put more miles on your car. I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm bad. <laughs> it's um, just over two years old, and I hit 57,000 miles the other day. Oh, wow. But yeah, I drive I almost 82 miles round trip every day yeah, to and from work. That's true. Yep. I didn't think about that. Yep. Huh. But it's worth it. I bet. Well, that's good. I mean, on those back roads, yeah, I know it can get a little scary. You know, definitely. You, you get stuck out there. You're gonna be out there a while. It's gonna be cold. Right. So. And uh, that's where one thing my dad ingrained in us when we moved out here was, you always have to be prepared. Like you always have a jacket on you. You have an extra pair of boots. You coveralls. All of that. Like I have enough supplies in my car 
to make it last for two days. I could, I could survive in my car for two days. You never know. You might slide down off into a little ravine and nobody, yeah, will, find nobody will see me. Two days. Yeah, but I've got my packs. I've got coveralls, an extra windshield jacket, beanies and gloves out the wazoo. I mean, I've got food in there, blankets. So if I don't get seen, I'm going to get up on the road and start walking because I know I've got the yeah. supplies to do it. Right. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's good because, uh, like I say, it can get a little sketchy out here. And some Definitely. people don't plan for that. No. They're just like, oh, it's 2017. No, 2018 18. now. And, uh, yeah, and they're like, eh, somebody comes along. Right. But not all the time. No, so. I agree. And yeah. it's especially the roads that I travel because sometimes I'll take the back road between Joliet and Fromberg because I don't want to fight the icy highway. Right. And there's a few spots on that road that get hairy. Oh, I mean, I it's, it's traveled enough. Is that the road enough. I took? Uh, we went to the Edgar Bar not too long ago. Is that the... Is that the uh, there's a Joliet Edgar Road. Oh, okay. Maybe that's what Maybe I was Maybe you on. took that. Is okay. it a dirt road? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you probably took that one then. Okay. Yep. You went through town and then turned right after the bridge and yeah. went off through there. And yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. That's a nice little road. Okay. Normally that one's maintained a little better, I think. But wow. yeah, mine went off into like the coolies where they saw the wolves this year. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. I saw that wolf that uh, was crazy. post that you put out there or something. Mm -hmm. Man, that is crazy. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, huh. and that was right next to somebody's house, right next to cows that are going to start calving and some sheep. And yeah, that's that yeah, was kind of crazy. Don't know who got it, but somebody took care of that one, huh? One of the five. There was five. There I was only five. saw one, like in that one video, yeah, on the one side video. of the road. And yep. it looked like another post was somebody with that. Yep. Well, it was like, I want to say a day before that a gal had shared pictures of five of them, or four or five of them anyway, together wow. in a pack. Yeah. And supposedly they came out of Wyoming is the rumor mill that I've heard and um, that they're just creepy little critters. Oh they're, man. They're nowhere to go and it's calving season. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. Wow. Mm -hmm. I know. It's like weird. You're like driving through some I drove through the backcountry. Yeah. 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 It's That's normal. It's kind of cool though. It is fun. There's um, definitely the wildlife crossings I've learned where they like to travel during certain time of the year. Um, there was a coyote that I would see almost every other day. He's gone now, though. I haven't wow. seen him forever. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, the the muleys this year was really awesome um, to watch them grow this year and see which ones turned into shooters in the next year or two or whatnot. I mean, that's yeah. just like the hunting side of me, though. I, right. I noticed those little things and actually getting up on top there outside of Joliet and just seeing the country every morning, mm -hmm. just blessed where I live. It's fantastic. So that brings me to the uh, so the hunting side of things. Let's talk about that. So you were saying how your parents, um, both of them, yeah, they were both into shooting, both into some type of law enforcement or whatever. And so you just kind of grew up around that. I did. It's um, completely second nature to me, um, and that's just how I was raised. Of course, um, I was on the gun range with my dad whenever I got the chance. Um, by the time I was probably four, I was sitting in a tree stand with my mom or dad, either one. As long as I could sit there and be quiet, I was waiting. I remember one of the first times going out, well, that I can remember, I should say, um, that there was a mama deer, is what I called them back then, and uh, probably a two-year-old fawn, um, or yearling, anyway. And uh, my mom and I were sitting in the tree stand reading Reader's Digest because that was the cool stuff to read back then. Right. And um, 
she was like, honey, honey, look, look, look. And I could see the mama deer like barely through the trees. And then she handed me the rifle and said, look through the scope and, and look at the, find the mama deer. And you can see her and, and the little one she had with her. And it was just the coolest thing. Look, I can still see looking through the scope, that wow. picture in my mind. Wow. Yeah, that was awesome. And I just, ever since then, I've just been hooked. Yeah. Yeah. And just finding my target, finding, you know, whatever it is, even if I'm looking through a camera lens, I love being outside with the wildlife and everything. And hunting has just increased that astronomically. Um, and then finding my husband, who is the another like crazy hunting addict, um, whether it comes to, you know, just fun rifles to go and shoot coyotes with or to just shoot targets with, which is what I had to do the other day just to go and have fun, to personal protection, yeah. um, all of it. We feed off of each other. It's terrible yeah. sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's really just a, it's a passion. It's another one that I have that I will never lose it. Um, and it's something that I enjoy because you can also get family time out of it. You meet new people doing it. Um, you can, I mean, there was a while back um, this hunting season, there was somebody that commented on my Instagram post with my elk and um, she said, you know, how can you in one hand love your horses and enjoy your animals and your dogs and on the other hand go and kill a beautiful creature like that? I'm like, no, it's, it's totally different. A hundred percent. Like this animal is going to feed my family. It's going to help me and, and help them. And I am blessed to be able to take an animal like that and take it home and benefit more than just myself rather than just, it's not just killing something. Right. It's the being, whole experience and yeah, it's yeah. being a conservationist. Right. Um, and conservation hunting is what it's about and, and making sure that the wildlife are still taken care of. Right. And you manage those herds, you manage the numbers so that they don't get overpopulated and then disease spreads too. Um, you can help that just like they did the conservation hunt for this area this year um you don't want that cwd getting out as much as you can but it's going to it stays in the ground sometimes for over 10 years and what is it it's uh that crap what's it called cw cwd, CWD. okay um, chronic and wasting disease okay yeah um and it is it's a really bad bad thing to have um, yeah. But they did a conservation hunt around here and did find a few, but not that many of them that had the disease so far. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah, which has been really nice. But, yeah. um, you know, hopefully we've we've nipped that in the bud a little bit Yeah. to, you know, keep it back. But. Wow, so that's interesting. You uh, actually you caught flack from somebody on that. Now, is that somebody who is here, like, locally in the no. area? Or somebody like... Uh, outside of this area? I, I think it was um, someone actually from California. Um, not oh, to weird. totally hate on Californians. Go ahead. I have family in California. Oh. Um, but I had um, I had told her, you know, there's a sport to hunting. I don't just go out there and kill whatever walks in front of me. Um, I don't go out for a trophy bull or buck every single right. time. You know, I appreciate what the animals give us, um, whether they're working animals, they're pets, they're wild game, whatever it is. Um, that elk ended up in the freezer to help feed my brother's family of five. Yeah. And that was a blessing. Um, it's certainly not just a sport and I've never treated it as such. That's right. the biggest thing. Um, it's a passion and as a conservation hunter, I've 
always will respect um, that animal that helps me feed my family and yeah. what they give back to me. Right. Um, so it's 100% not like just a fun and games thing. Yes, right. it's wonderful. It's a great experience. Um, I love getting out there. My adrenaline starts to rush the second I see that animal. And then like instinct kicks in and I know exactly what I need to do at that moment. And that is a fantastic feeling. And then being able to take that home and be like, here, this is what I got, you yeah. know? Just, I love it. It's yeah. fantastic being able to provide. Oh yeah, it's a, the the ability to uh, just take care of yourself at that like at that really foundational level. Yeah. I mean, not many people know how to do that anymore. No, and, and that's uh, one thing I know. I could survive. My family can survive. Yeah. No matter what happens, we you know lose electricity. We have World War Three. Whatever happens, yeah. I can provide for my family. Yeah. No matter what. I know, there's so many people, I, they just don't get it, they don't, uh, I don't know, it's amazing to me. And um, the reason why I asked if there was somebody locally is because I have found that in this area, especially, I mean, there's obviously a lot of support for hunters, so I was wondering, like, wow, did somebody actually right. come out with that? They had to be from out of this area. But, uh, well, I've got another story to go with that. So, just about everyone knows my license plate. It's the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation plate with okay. WMNHNT, Women Hunt, right. written on it. Um, this last year, I tried to get that plate and change it over to a black plate so it matched the car. And um, the state would not let me change it and almost didn't let me renew it because someone found it offensive. <laughs> so that means someone had to have written the state after the four months of back and forth with the state that I had. Um, someone must have written them, found it offensive, said that they do not want my plate out there. They do not like it somehow, in some way. I don't know who did it. And um, they wow. almost didn't let me renew it. Um, with the help of Carbon County and Stillwater County Treasurers, um, Norma there at the county, was she is amazing. I love that woman. Holy cow. Um, she helped me as exponentially try and get this fixed and resolved, and finally they did. Um, but I was able to keep my plate. I didn't change it, that's for sure. I kept it on the Elk Foundation plate, which is fine with me because I am an avid supporter of Rocky Mountain Elk. Um, and I got to keep my plates. But the fact that someone found it offensive in our state, whether I was in Missoula, Bozeman, you know, Billings, they're at home in Columbus, it doesn't matter. Someone in the state found it offensive and wrote the state and said oh they don't goodness. like it. Yeah. Wow. Well, I also find that interesting on another level where we're in this kind of an age of, of women trying to support each other and empowering each other and things like that and I find like okay that's an empowering license plate like who would who would uh, you know yeah. why, why would they take offense to something like that when I know we're in this age of like women can do everything yeah you know? so why why not I know unless the only thing I can think of is unless they took it wrong where they thought it was a guy's vehicle that he was out hunting women <laughs> that is the only way that you could misconstrue that uh, plate. I know a few guys that would have that plate. Probably, probably. but... <laughs> 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 They're probably still single, too. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe the, the words were switched around, hunt mm -hmm. women. But. Yeah, but that's the only way I could see that plate being offensive to anyone. So, th that's interesting. So, the um, you know, my daughter, Alex, she's pretty well, like... 
um, well-rounded well-rounded she's she's all up to date on everything and um, so we were kind of talking about some things that I wanted to talk to you about and she's always like she her big thing is current events and current things going on and back today I think I left her at the, at the food trailer and she was uh, I don't know what she was listening to, but it was clips. I was she was getting all worked up about stuff in the news <laughs> right now. So, 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 what do you think though about this kind of like a the current attack then on the NRA with um, with this shooting terrible shooting that goes on down in Florida? I mean, what do you think about this this kind of this move to? Uh, I see a lot of companies now are dropping the NRA, which is tough to see. Yeah. Really is. Um, truly, no matter what they try and pass, no matter what they try and do or try and block out, the bad guys are always going to get them. Yeah. They're, they're going to find a way. You know, they've tried to outlaw all sorts of drugs. Um, they've tried to outlaw, you know, all, all these different things for us. And no matter what, people still do them. People still get their hands on them. I mean, no matter what they try and politically make rules about um, more gun control, stricter um, people being able to get them, you know, whatever it is, I already have to go through an extensive background check um, to even purchase any kind of gun. Um, and thankfully, you know, I've done my due diligence and I've gone and gotten a concealed weapons permit, which automatically means that I have already passed a certain limit um, on a certain amount of background check that I am a person without any problems. The hard part is, is finding those people who um, have medical problems and yeah, mental that's, issues. That's and that's hard because yeah. you can't really say a lot of medical history because that's private information. Yeah. Um, so I think that's where we're all having a disconnect in that finding the people who may be cleared, you know, kind of halfway through a normal background check, but you can't see their medical history because that's confidential. Yeah. So there needs to maybe be something a little more easy to get a hold of that information to be able to clear people for that. Maybe that's the only thing that I can really see happening, but I don't know how they're going to do it. Yeah, I, I have no know. clue. You know, well, the other thing about this is it sounds like in this, this latest thing down there that, um, I don't know, people just didn't do their jobs. Like, right. And I think that they're trying to keep the focus off of off of that, and they're trying to focus more on the, the gun being the problem versus like the uh, the FBI being warned about this guy multiple times. Definitely. And to me, the system was working. People were were reporting somebody who they right. thought maybe was a problem, and uh, somebody seriously dropped the ball, got slack the ball. in their job, and which. But what I find is interesting about that is then they want to. Um, they want to take away your right, right to protect yourself and put that in the hands of these same guys who, who are slacking the ball. Yeah. And I mean, I don't, I don't no. there's no common sense in that. Exactly. There, so, yeah, I'm hundred percent agreeing with you. Yeah. It makes no sense whatsoever. And I know these kids are going to start trying to go to legislature, going to try and, and bully their way through it, but they're not really going to get anywhere. They don't no. have that big enough voice because these are, I mean, I've seen it on Facebook all the time. They complain about millennials. Well, I'm one of those millennials. Yeah. And there's not all of us that think that way and eat Tide Pods. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been snacking on Tide yeah. Pods. Yeah. Well, no. Let me tell you, that's hmm, fun. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. there's. have been taking the Tide Pod gel. <laughs> 
I, I passed up on that, oh, thankfully. Whatever. I may have done that uh, that water bucket challenge or whatever it was <laughs> that one time, um, just for, for giggles. But uh, yeah, no, that's definitely some kids well, that haven't been raised right. Yeah, there's, yeah, that's true. And you know, the problem is that I find that a lot of everything they're doing is so emotion-based. Yeah. And there's not a lot of logic It'll in fizzle. It. So hopefully so, hopefully uh, politicians don't. Uh, They've been trying to do it for years, you know, yeah. before I was born, before your time. They've right. been trying to inflict stricter stuff. And I mean, it's, it's going to fizzle out because there's going to be enough people in the end that come out and back up gun no. control and, and the gun usage that it's not going to get anywhere. Yeah. I really, at least I hope so, because yeah. we do need to be able to protect ourselves. And I know that the bad guys are going to be able to get those guns no matter what. Yeah. It doesn't matter how many laws there are against it. So, I mean, despite, you know, a kid going and getting dad's rifle out of the gun case, there shouldn't, if a kid's going to feel that way and go and shoot up the school, there's a lot of problems before that yeah. happens. Why is there a rifle in that house when there's mental problems already? Right. And right. why has that kid not been taught how to respect that tool? Right. And that's my biggest thing is my dad ingrained in us you treat that weapon as if it were loaded every single time. Yeah. You never pointed it at anyone. That is a tool. Otherwise, it's just a paperweight. Yeah. I mean, you don't have any ammo in that thing. You don't have anyone touching it. That's all it is, is a glorified paperweight. Yeah. But at the same time, you treat it with respect as well. Yeah. I. It's just mind-boggling to me that... Uh, I don't know. These kids nowadays in these schools are just they're buying into all this... Uh, I don't even know what to call it, propaganda or what, but they're just being used yeah. um, by people. And they look like smart kids, but they're not smart enough to know that they're being used. That's because they're still kids. Yeah. Yeah. They haven't grown up. They haven't seen it yet. I probably wasn't even grown up until I was 25. Yeah. And even still, sometimes I have my moments. Right. As we all do. <laughs> right. I mean, I still want to be a kid. I still want to go and have fun. And, you know, I'm old enough to know better, but still young enough to not care sometimes. Right. But... I have responsibilities and I've learned a lot since I was, you know, 16, 17. A totally different person, I feel like, sometimes. So, Alex now wants, also wants me to ask you, what do you feel about the hashtag MeToo movement? I know nothing about it. Really? Absolutely nothing. Well, that's good then. Uh, I'm scared now. What is this hashtag MeToo thing? <laughs> That's she's like <laughs> this, that's the kind of response that goes viral now for you to say that you have never heard anything about it. Mm -mm. We are so, in small town Montana still. I know. True. I know that's what is good about it. Yeah, that's I awesome. Know. Um, it is with all of these accusations going around about um, like sexual harassment in the workplace and and like with what's his name. Harvey Weinstein and, right. and all of these things. There's a huge movement going on called Hashtag Me Too where people are, a lot of women all over the country, even all over the world are, you know, they're coming forward with their story of like, well, what I happened? was harassed too, like Me Too, Hashtag Me Too. And like, yeah. so everybody is now, it's like this thing, it's just like literally catching on all over the world where everybody is now a victim. Like Hashtag Me Too, like it's, it, it's it is yeah I, I don't know I just I see where I, you're going I think yeah. I kind of see I know how you would answer that because um, you don't strike me as a victim type or a victim with a victim well I'm mentality. glad you see that because it's taken me a while to grow from it yeah 
I may have been in one of those kind of positions before. Mm -hmm. It may have been really tough to get over and figure out that, yeah, I wasn't at fault technically. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same time, I kind of was. Mm -hmm. So I'm at fault because I put myself in that kind of a position. Mm -hmm. But see, you would be so in the wrong for saying that. Yeah. In, in, in so many circles, they would be like, right. no, 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 it's not, you know. Right. And I mean, I know plenty of girlfriends that have put themselves in that kind of wrong position and put too much trust in people around them because they just want to be liked. They mm. just don't want to be like the prude. And right. that was the biggest thing growing up is that you don't want to be look like look like a prude. Right. So yeah, you're gonna go hang out with the guys. You're gonna go and you know just hang out with one or two of them, and you know put yourself in a situation where if one of them came after you or both of them did, you can't stop that. Right. So that's another thing that I like to protect myself. And yeah. yeah, sometimes I'm not gonna be strong enough to protect myself physically. That's right. why I do carry. Yeah. But I mean, I don't wanna be caught in a dark alley either. But right. um, I've definitely learned how to not put myself in those kind of positions. And if I do end up in that, I'm strong enough now. I'm, I know better now right. of how to prevent those kind of things. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, there are women who are not strong enough to even think through where they're at at the time. Yeah. And especially when you get alcohol involved. Yeah. And I have seen that numerous times, unfortunately, affecting women. Um, yeah. And guys, too. I mean, there is 100% times when I know some women who will 100% take advantage of a guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is not just girls either right um but i can see where some people get wrapped up in it just like the gun stuff to where they are lemmings and they are just going to follow the same path everyone else is right and if they're going to jump off that cliff you're going to go right there with them but there yeah. needs to be those people who stand up and be like all right what actually happened here like right. call you out on it and tell me exactly what you think and what happened and let's get both sides of the story yeah. And I think there are a lot of people who are too eccentric and who want their face in the media and who want to have attention yeah. that it just gets overwhelmingly stupid. And I think people slide toward victimhood. They, they, it's the easy it's way the easy out. Way. It's yeah. the, uh, it's, yeah. And I think that, uh, that there's a lot of that going on. Like, I want to feel like I'm a part of something. I want to, you know, um, even if it makes me look like I'm weak, yet right. they want to be That's determined as strong, right. yet they're constantly trying to point out like give me special attention because i'm exactly. weak exactly and so I which think, is it you know like just I be think, strong uh, that's just kind of the persona a lot of people in certain age brackets are taking now is that i want the attention and this is how i'm going to get it and this is what everybody's going for and this is the public agenda um and let's embrace it yeah. because that's the talk right now and right. i mean no matter whether it's guns it's this uh, me too hashtag yeah no matter what they're gonna try and now you're gonna go and look it up yeah i am <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just getting attention alex gets all fired up in, in the morning <laughs> she'll be she'll be reading it. i don't know where she's reading the news but she'll read the news and then We'll get there at uh, 2.30 in the morning. We're warming things up and we're starting to de roll. And that's the stuff that's not on the live is, mm -hmm. is we have these really super deep conversations to talk about, <laughs> uh, talk about whatever's in the news. And she gets all fired up about, well, now so-and-so's coming out. And now so-and-so's and she's following everybody. And I'm like, I don't know, Alex. We just we need to quit being so chatty. Let's roll some burritos. My heck. Right. Because <laughs> we will get the two of us. Heck mm -hmm. yeah, we will get chat. Hey. And then we are like behind when we open right. up the windows. And I'm like, 
Okay, I'll stop. I went, that's it. I'm putting on some music. So we put <laughs> I've, I've seen those loud. mornings a little bit sometimes yeah. where Alex yeah. is still a little on fire about something yeah. and she, she starts to lay into it and yeah. like, oh girl, you are hilarious. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's all worked out. That's good. So I, She's like, passionate. I know. See, and I don't even want to get like all into like current events too oh, much, you know? I hate politics. But yeah, yeah. Oh my God. But, uh, so I do view you as like, you know, yeah, you're like a strong person. So I'm like, okay, well, what's her viewpoint on some of this? I, I think I kind of knew what your viewpoint would be, but I wanted to give you the chance to be able to say that. Right. Say that. I'm but, not uh, too hard to figure out. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that's, no, but that's good to know that there's still, uh, still people out there like this with this approach who's, who's right. more down to earth We're and who's not, not afraid of. all crazy. Right. <laughs> That's encouraging. Right. <laughs> wow. Um, where do you see, where do you see social media? I see you are, you're, you're on board on Instagram. You got a strong insta Instagram game. Right. And um, I, I talked to some people and they're just, they're, they're so down on social media. They're like, oh, you know, I just try to keep that, try to keep this out of my kids' hands or I, um, and I used to be that guy. Great. Hey, thank you. Thank you. I'll take a little warm up. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I was like, it's a little chilly, actually. Um, my Instagram game is—it's only come up because of my Subaru stuff. Um, granted, I, I was on there a little bit here and there because I wanted to share things on there that I didn't want to, you know, just be like, oh, selfie game is strong on Facebook all the time, and, and just right. be on there constantly because there are some people. Um, that are on there all the time and it just drives me nuts and I have to just go and unfollow them because I'm yeah. like I am tired of seeing your face seriously Speaking of selfies have you seen my mirror selfies gorgeous let me tell you Come you on. were like rocking that right thank you <laughs> thank welcome. you I just figured join them yeah might as well right. well that's why every so often I have to put myself on there and be like <laughs> all right you know something other than the Subaru so right um but yeah, it's it's definitely just kind of come up because I didn't want to overpower my family and friends with, you know, the the crazy Subaru stuff that I'm doing. But right. it's not like I'm really going places with it right now. Um, right. I'm just, you know, just having fun with it. Yeah. it it's a passion, yeah. and, and I want to share how much I enjoy my ride. And um, yeah, it's probably going to be changing if if and when we ever have kids, and <laughs> I'll probably be all about them. But yeah. right now, it's uh, it's it's fun and it's different. Do you do anything else on any other platforms do you do anything like twitter um you know twitter isn't huge in montana by any means that is so true holy cow it um, is dead you get on there and there's yeah. nobody from around here no, on twitter no i found that out too and i was just like wow yeah in other areas it is everything right yeah Right. Um, and that's something that even uh, marketing with work, Altana, we are getting that Facebook, that Instagram game. We, they're freaking rocking it. It is awesome. Yeah. And um, we have some really good followings. And um, I really think it's helping a lot of the younger generations um, choose a financial institution. So it's kind of fun with seeing what work puts out there all the time. And we'll take pictures at our office once in a while. Like we had a really awesome member of ours bring us Krispy Kreme donuts all the way from Billings one day oh, and wow. took a picture put it on our Instagram great blew up fantastic um, yeah. had another one that we absolutely love that I've gone riding with um, he came through the drive-thru on his horse and um, yeah yeah and I wow. snapped a picture of it that got so many likes and follows it I was, bet. yeah it was really cool we had one of those too we had a big huge like John Deere 
track or nice. play some implement of some sort right. out in our probably uh, parking lot. <laughs> yeah. and we posted a picture of it, and uh, mm-hmm. that guy's wife was like, "Uh huh," like was like caught, like busted <laughs> I him. I see what like, you're doing. Yeah, getting burritos. So yep, um, yep. Good times. Wow. But yeah, it's um, it's kind of just come out of the woodwork a little bit. Um, I I do just a little bit on Facebook yeah, with just like my profile pictures, um, because I like I said I don't want to blow up my family with all the Subaru stuff because I'm just right. I'm playing with it. Yeah. It's just for fun. Um, but definitely the Instagram thing is it's fun. Have you considered doing a YouTube channel? I don't know what I YouTube about. Oh. I don't feel like I do quite enough like. I mean, unless I was doing an engine swap and turning it into a turbo car or something. What if you were to just do a vlog? And do you follow any vloggers? Do you follow anything like that? You know, I've looked at a few that you've referred and talked to about um, during your live feeds in the morning. Mm -hmm. um, But I haven't really, like, been 100% watching any of them. Uh, I think it's still, like, the the small town Montana that I'm like, meh, it's all right. I think if you were to have a simple setup, as in... Like, like something this. like this. I think every time you went shooting, if you were to set up a camera and just show yourself having a great time going shooting and doing things like that, I think you would have. It would I drive th- my husband crazy. <laughs> the camera would? Yes, but it would be fun. That oh, really yeah. would. See, I don't know. I just look at it like, uh, yeah, people would want to see that. Like, like there's so, there's so much. Uh, I don't know, like you're talking about, like with millennials, and there's, there's a lot of left-leaning stuff where people, you know, they're not going to show, you know, a young woman out. Right. They don't want. They don't even want to know that that goes on. Right. But if you were to put that out there, there would be also mm-hmm. a silent majority, I think, of... Uh, I've noticed a lot of that um, through Eva Shockey, actually. She's one that oh, yeah, I do yeah. follow. Yeah. Um, and she has... She got... Holy cow, she got a ton of crap one year for taking a black bear in North Carolina. Uh Um, That was when. It was two years ago. Yeah, it was a little while ago. And that was probably like her coming out was a negative impact, but at the same time, she received a ton of support from women again. And um, I was 100% following her like crazy because I'm like, this is, you know, BS what they're putting her through. And like, there's a reason she took that and it needed to be, you know, it needed to be taken and she actually used every single part of that animal for something. It wasn't just to take as a trophy by any means. Yeah. So, I mean, showing that and, and her influence on the hunting world is huge. And yeah. I would definitely love to be part of something big like that as well. Yeah. Um, whether it's through Subaru, whether it's through like some kind of hunting and gun nut stuff. I mean, still showing the, um, The support for it. Mm. Camaraderie, the... There's a word I lost. Totally lost my word. Yeah. But um, still being strong in what we believe in. Still showing our support for the things that, you know, bring us closer and the way that we've been raised. I think I do actually have a lot to share. You yeah. know, surprisingly, you've got me thinking about it. <laughs> well, the thing is, is I find that people are interested in, more than anything, people are interested in just your story, your truth. This is your right. truth. This is, um, you know, I think this is what made reality, has made reality TV 
it's made uh, why reality TV is what it is is that we we like seeing re truth they're these people's story we like seeing you know it's, it goes back to I think uh, you know sitting around the campfire before there was TVs and anything and we tell each other the day's hunting story or the right. you know what happened uh, I don't know the adventure we just right, went on yeah, the, yeah. the last few weeks what have we been doing yeah let's talk about the time yeah. tommy fell down the well right. type stuff you know that right and, but you know if tommy had a gopro on and we could see oh heck yeah him fall down the well i would probably laugh you would oh, yeah, hilariously yeah. i know so i mean yeah. people want to you can now live that story and right. and document and literally document versus create and uh, right but does that lose kind of the storytelling flair I don't think all. so. Turning to, it into the technology in the electronic age. I don't think so. I think um, I think there's going to be plenty of flair, you know, a hundred years from now, when your great-grandchildren are able to sit in this room with us. Because yeah. this being uploaded True. onto the internet, it's True. now there forever. And someday they're going to have, like, a contact that they just, they go, they're boom, they're in yeah. here, they're in the room with us, they're now sitting here, they're like looking around at the Roberts Cafe. Right. And they're, you know, through virtual reality and, and whatever else is coming, that that it's not so much even just for what we're doing now, but what they're going to be able to do with that in the future. So Absolutely. just a document, just have that camera going, like while you guys are heading out and busting through some snow drifts and, right. and, um, and showing those types of things that maybe someday you're just showing those to your kids, like, you know, or whatever family you have or friends or, or, or it's just for you to look at back on. But, right. um, anyway, I just think that's a, I don't know. It's, it's There's a, a story to be told. <laughs> So. Yeah, I know. I like it. I really do. Um, and maybe that's something that I do need to incorporate. I mean, there hasn't been a day that goes by that sometimes I really wish I had a camera rolling when I was driving to work. Oh, I bet. Because, I mean, the other day I had to drive to North Dakota and there was like this massive jackrabbit that came out of nowhere. Big, huge, white, snow-footed thing. Holy cow! Like, I'm all for, like, sometimes being able to, like, target and maybe uh -huh. maybe run over a coon or something here and there. <laughs> I did not want to hit that jackrabbit. Oh, I was like, there's going to be some damage happening with that thing. You know, <laughs> especially on my way to Nodak. I'm like, uh-uh, this ain't happening. Man, you need a dash cam. I, I, I really want one. Yeah, I think a decent dash cam, because you right? can always, like, I think it just loops. Like, if there's nothing decent on there, you right. just whatever. But when you do get something, you can take mm -hmm. that footage off of there. Whether like those drifts that I went through the other yeah. day. Oh, man, I wish I had been able to take pictures or whatever. No, I was white-knuckle fisting driving on that. Yeah. Holy cow. I bet you, like, a week on, like, if you were to do, like, a weekly vlog where you're just, like, just that, you show your, like, yeah, highlights this of your dash week. cam, right. and you maybe talked about some stuff that, you know, is important to you, your thoughts or opinions on something or showing you guys going out shooting. I don't know. There's so many different angles to do. That right. And every week's different for me at work. Um, you know, my drives, the Montana mother nature and her crazy right. hormone stuff going on. Oh man. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> right. Um, and then and like you say, yeah. as, as you bring more attention to certain things, um, there's benefits through Subaru. Right. Absolutely. I don't know. I, I'd brainstorm with you all day on this. I, I right love this alley. idea. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've talked about it many times, just trying to figure out stuff to do. And, 
and even just over your live feeds, like, hey, we need to do a podcast. Well, finally, we're doing a podcast. I know, right? Yeah, and uh, you know, bring me on live some morning, or or let's do like a, I'll help you however I can with your little commercials and stuff. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's I mean, in about. a heartbeat. This is this is cool stuff. Okay. Absolutely, well, I really love what you're doing. Well, good. Yeah, especially good. highlighting people in the community. This is going to be like really awesome for all of our members to be able to see into the people that they work with every day. Yeah. I mean, and I'm kind of like a little hidden piece of Columbus. I mean, right. I haven't been there in that town, but almost three years, but I've been in this community, this area, these counties, the tri-county area, um, for a while now. And I know a lot and I really like to, you know, be ingrained in the community more. So, um, for them to kind of get to know me on this level is, it's fun. Yeah. So they can relate to me or so that when they come into the office, we don't just sit there and, and all oh, the weather, this and that, you know, we actually have stuff to talk about and, right. um, whether I'm doing their finances or just shooting the breeze. I right. mean, that's how you create those relationships and that's how you can make something meaningful out of my profession as well. Yeah. That's, that's wonderful. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, if you could let people in, have a glimpse into your life outside of the office, right. you know, like, um, I don't know. Well, and I know you haven't spent much time in my office, but that's one thing that I do kind of um, have out is I have a bunch of pictures of uh, my niece and nephew, which I have to update because I have a new nephew now, um, and my family. Um, I have a few shells from our 26 Nosler um, from my longest shot so far with it. And um, that was? And that was 660 yards Holy on an antelope. Wow. <laughs> that big. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it was 460 this year on my elk. Um, yeah. And then I have just a short shot that I got. But I have a whitetail um, sitting there only because it was the first deer I've ever taken on a girl's solo hunt. Really? Um, so it was just Carrie and I, and actually her little one, Bryson. Um, ah. So I guess it wasn't just the girls, but yeah, with no, Bryson, that's it pretty was pretty hardcore. great. Yeah, so the two of us just went out to uh, go and try and shoot a deer on the last day of hunting season um, two years ago. And you got one. And we got one. Yeah, wow. I found my little honey hole that I was like, well, I know there's a deer here. At least I can take a doe. It doesn't matter. Well, and uh, so I got to tell you the story. It was great. Um, Carrie and I have been out hunting that morning and driving around on the back roads in her pickup. And, you know, we'll, well, we'll find something eventually. And went to a few little spots, spotted a few does, nothing, you know, nothing worthy of taking. I was like, but right. I need to fill my tag so I can have meat in the freezer. And right. um, I was like, you know, let's go and check out this one little spot that I know. I mean, it's not very many acres. It's maybe 20 acres. But at the very end of it, there's a little water spot a lot of water hole uh -huh. that stays flowing despite how cold it is there's it's enough to where the flow keeps going and there's some trees and some brush i'm like there'll at least be a white-tailed doe back there that i'll be able to take home and turn into jerky and, and burger and whatnot and um we we start walking back there and she pulls in the the drive just a little bit and I'm like you know we need to walk back there otherwise we're totally gonna spook everything so her little bryson's standing walking right behind us he's doing so good i mean this day has been wonderful to have him and be able to experience it with kids and that's when i kind of almost wanted one of my own uh, <laughs> it was bad but uh <laughs> but being able to experience that with him and her it was just i mean already having a great day yeah and um okay all right we're coming around the bend and i see 
I see a few little does running around. I'm like, all right, you know, I, we hunker down. She's on one side of the road and I'm on the other. So I can kind of see around the bend a little better. And she stands up just a little bit. She's like, got bite down real fast. Andrew, Andrew, I see horns. Bull, you do not see horns. No, I see absolutely nothing. No, 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 there's horns. I'm like, like these does are like 210 yards. Like seriously, I can just pluck one right here. Be done, be done. You know, no, 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 just wait, just wait. <sighs> okay, fine. So we wait a little bit longer and it's blistering cold outside because yeah. it's the last day of hunting season in November, right after Thanksgiving. And uh, like, all right, all right. So we sit there and kneel down and I get the bipods down and ready and arrange like little areas around so that no matter where he comes out, I know the yardage that I'm at so I can turn my turret up to that yardage, just put it on him and nail him. Like, all right. And uh, he comes out like, oh, hey actually pretty decent like this is this is not bad so you know i i'd like to take some horns that wouldn't be bad I'm like it's gonna eat the same way because these whitetails have yeah. they've been raised on some pretty nice feed this year like, all right and uh she's like here he comes here he comes holy cow okay let's do this and uh he came out and carrie's like you let out this most weirdest noise because i had to make him stop because he was trotting away walk going after the does uh -huh. and i just eh at him a few times and he like stopped and looked and within like five f three seconds of him stopping and looking Carrie was like I could not believe how fast that happened and he just dropped it was wow. awesome and um anyway she jumps up we're both hooting and hollering and Bryson's like yeah all sorts of excited and we're like we got one oh my god we're so excited just like the two of us girls just out there we went hunting we came home we bagged a buck it was fantastic that feeling awesome yes that is so awesome. oh man i mean that was amazing to be able to go out with another woman and just get her done because the boys are both working and we're like you know what let's ha. just go do it yeah we don't need them women hunt absolutely right. <laughs> right. that is awesome so, yeah that was i mean how fantastic. many people just don't will not have a story like that you mm -hmm. know like I mean, there's so many, um, and the, the everybody, I don't know, the, you see all these people now, celebrities and everybody who are like, these are powerful women or these are strong women. And I mean, how many of those people just don't have a story like that? Right. That's unique. Right. Because we did. We were prepared for everything. I mean, I had all my gut and equipment, um, had Bryson hold a leg and Carrie held the other one. And I just went up through it, took care of it, bagged it out, packed it through. And that wasn't your first time doing that. No, not by was, any means. But it was like... Now you don't have anybody else there who's going to give you any right. tips or any You know, I'm assistance. not a girl who goes out there and expects the guys to go and get the right. deer for me and drag it out. No, I'm going to do it all myself. Yeah. I mean, it was just like when I got my first elk, too. Um, the boys watched me do it, yeah. which was kind of crazy. But at the same time, it was still just me up on the side of the hill. Yeah. Um, I didn't have cell service, didn't have walkie-talkies. Um, and the guys couldn't tell me that they could see the entire hillside and they could see the elk coming towards me and I was coming towards them, but we couldn't quite see each other over the hill. Mm -hmm. And um, it was crazy because this elk just came out of nowhere over this hill and I'm like, <gasps> standing just face to face with her. Oh, um, hi. And I just kneel down real fast, bring my gun up and she runs down the hill. I'm like, well, I hear something else coming. And there's another elk coming over the hill and the guys are trying to call me and tell me all of this is happening, but they're just watching it happen in front of them. And I'm like, oh my God, there's another one. I wonder what it is, you know, is it a bull? Is it a cow? It doesn't matter, I'm taking it. And um, it was another cow, but she had already been shot. And um, it was a mercy kill, unfortunately, but she was kind of gimping around. But I was like, all right, oh, wow. I'm gonna put this one down. This one took off. I'm like, the guys can shoot her. I know she's gonna get 
get shot, not a big deal because she was gimping too. And um, anyway, I, I got her, got her down, and I went right up to her, and I all I had was my little Benchmade knife on me <laughs> because I had taken my pack off, I had taken my bibs off because I was going to go and walk this hill because I saw more elk right. go up it. And um, I was like, well, I guess I'll start taking care of her. So I just took my Benchmade to her, started gutting and everything, taking after it. That's and, awesome. Yeah, and then finally... My husband made it up the hill to me, and he's like, well, you got most of it done. I'm like, everything but the breastbone and the sternum, I'm like, I can't cut through it with my little pocket knife. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm not one of those girls to just, you know, go out there, shoot it, the guys will take care of me. They did help me drag it out, because well, an elk is yeah. not going to happen. <laughs> right, right. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm going to be tough, and I'm going to be able to keep up with the guys, no matter what. I'm wow. not going to just be a girl I'm gonna be one of the guys yeah. which is kind of what it's always been yeah. so that's awesome I'll hold that's my a, own no that's awesome yeah I think that's great I know Alex she'll hear this and and uh, she'll be like I want to go hunting I'm gonna I take just, her now she's gonna get all fired up she's we only should. been one time what and uh, yeah yeah well no she's been hunting uh, well yeah well a couple of times she's been out but right. uh, but uh, she's only Alex, gotten we're going one, hunting. yeah, one deer herself. Oh man! And, uh, she came back with a big old scope mark. Oh. Yeah. Uh, she wouldn't want me selling this oh story. Oh my god! But she was so cute, and um, she was Getting all pumped. She was like, cute. "I got one, and I got this. <laughs> I got a beauty mark for it." Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Never so, been scoped. Uh, yeah, I'll let her tell you yeah. that whole story. But it we was definitely good. Need but to now talk. she'll be like. Oh, that's cool that she's out there just doing that. I want yeah. to do that. She and I need to go to the gun range first. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know. She's been talking about, like, I should get my concealed. And, um, it's not hard. I know. She's always talking to me about, like, all of a sudden she'll get a bug, and then she'll just be, like, talking to me about, like, what kind of gun do I need to get for a concealed? And, blah, 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 and we talk about all kinds of stuff. But uh, so she she would be totally down with something like that. Absolutely. And I've, I've got enough little pistols and rifles and stuff. She can find what she's comfortable with too, before she yeah. buys anything. Oh yeah. That I would, be would great. love to take her out and just take a whole arsenal out there and, yeah. and see what she enjoys. See, I feel bad. We used to do that when, when we lived down in Nevada, we were like five minutes from BLM land right. and, and, and like 90% of Nevada is BLM. And we used to go out there a lot mm -hmm. and just go drive around. You go drive anywhere, go shooting all the time. Right. And then when we moved up here, it was like we didn't know where to go shooting. Mm -hmm. We didn't know, I don't know. And then we got caught up in life and just right. kind of got away from it. But uh, we used to do it all the time. And when mm -hmm. she was little, we used to do it all the time. But then we got up here and, I don't know, I feel bad. I kind of got away from it all. Got lots so. of options out here. Maybe not so much towards Columbus because a lot of that's being developed. But yeah. um, out this way... And south of Roberts here, we've got a ton of BLM estate ground right. um, that we can go and play on. And then we've got our gun range outside of Bridger, too. It's, I mean, it's not a whole lot, but it's more than enough to go and have fun at oh, in wow. a heartbeat. So yeah. just have to get her up. I know. Yep. Have to do that at the time. More than happy to. <laughs> well, cool. Yeah. Um, so before I wrap up, was there anything else that you kind of wanted to talk about? Anything uh, you had some thoughts on or... No, I think we, we really went over like just about anything Isn't I can Isn't it amazing how of. time can just fly by? Yeah, I cannot believe we've already been here for like two hours, and I'm sure this place is about to close up. And wow. Yeah, it's uh, it's been pretty awesome. I know. Time just flies. Right. It's like get lost in the stories <laughs> and everything else. So, well, shoot. Um, where can... Uh, I just 
Where can people find you then on uh, on Instagram? I am Bullseye Bell. Um, bullseye, the way you spell it, but Bell with an E because I'm a Southern Bell. So, All right. Something I'm like that. Putting that together. Yep. <laughs> That's been a nickname since college. Um, an email address as well, bullseyebell at live.com. Um, nice. But um, Facebook and Instagram is Bullseye Bell. Twitter is the same way, Bullseye Bell. So um, I try and keep everything the same. I have to. I don't know if I've looked you up on Twitter. I'll, I'll have to. Uh, I don't share a whole lot, but at least I have. I don't one. either. Like, right. Usually, whatever I share on anything else automatically gets shared over on Twitter. Right. But uh, I'll have to. I don't know. Look you up on there or something. But definitely. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's. That is good stuff. Yeah. And you know and, where to uh, find me at Altana anyway. I know. Yeah. Altana Federal Credit Union. Right there in Columbus. Can't miss us. I know. Now I'm, yeah. I, 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 it's, it's amazing how that building is right there on that corner. Yep. And there's, it's weird how long I went before I even knew that that was there. Like you right. get in your patterns of how you, exactly. what you do. And uh, so it's actually been kind of good since I've been doing the food trailer mm -hmm. and having to be more involved with things going on in town and just I don't know it's been a real eye-opener all the little Definitely. businesses and different things all around town and the people I've been able to meet and that's all been good so yeah um, but I went for a long time where I didn't even know that that was there you guys were over at the little like behind Montana silver or over oh yeah yeah true. over in that little corner yeah and it wasn't until you guys moved over to across the tracks and I'm like oh hey yeah this place is pretty good holy cow I'm going there every week now <laughs> uh, that's funny. so yeah it's amazing yeah. how many people too will like drive up or come and they'll be like this is my first time coming here and we're like no like how long have you been here because <laughs> like i I've never seen you before. Right. We're like, oh, yeah, we've been here like two years. And they're uh -huh. like, really? Like, huh. And like, it's amazing because that lot used to be so overgrown and right. just fenced in, old, overgrown lot. And their habit was not to look over there. They mm -hmm. just drive, cruise on through there. Mm -hmm. Not much to look between the tracks and the river or something. Right. And uh, so, so anyway, I just thought that was interesting that a lot of times we don't look we around the community and see. Yep. I don't know. I think people look at the 307 and then they... Right. Yeah, well, and you're turning that way anyway. Right. So most of the time anyway. Right. And this fire hall and you see first interstate and then there's another thing right there on the corner. But I think it's the, the two banks sometimes they get mixed up because some people will go there thinking it's Altana. Some people will go there thinking it's first interstate. Oh, so, yeah, sometimes we all get it back and forth sometimes. So it's pretty funny. Do you guys have a healthy yeah. rivalry with the ladies at first interstate? Well, of course. Nice. I got to. I mean, Valley <laughs> and Yellowstone, of course, too. I mean, we've got, you know, four of us there in that small yeah. community, but right. it's always fun. You've got to play with everybody. So. Oh, that is good. Yep. So these are uh, our podcasts. My podcast, The Big Fat Lounge, is now on Apple Podcast. It yes. is on SoundCloud. Mm -hmm. uh, and also my my social media, people can uh, follow The Big Fat Lunchbox on Facebook, Instagram. Follow me, Milo Solomon. Uh, that's the same thing on Instagram. I'm on YouTube, Milo Solomon. And... Uh, He's just all over the place. I'm trying to be all over the place. You got this. I'm trying to pull out a 1997, at least get up into like 2004. At least Columbus will get that way. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> trying to spread that good word that social media isn't that bad. I used to think it was. Right. And I've totally changed my perspective on that. And I've gone ahead and embraced it that, you know what, this is the future. It is the current state of the internet. Yep. Um, We're getting there. Yeah. Even just 
websites, all that kind of stuff is like, you, you know, you'd rather go onto an app, go onto a, you know, if you're a business that doesn't have an app, that's like you're being dying. a business that doesn't have a website in like 2005. Right. So, so um, right. yeah, that's where it's going. So, well, thank Definitely. you for meeting with me today. And it's awesome you. to get to know you. Absolutely. You as well. I really appreciate the time you're putting into this and um, taking our community members and putting a little spotlight on us. And yeah, it was just a great time to sit yeah. here and, and yeah. yak at you. Well, great. So. Well, thank you again. Of course. And, uh, hopefully uh, tune into our next podcast next week. Thanks, everybody. Thank you.